0: Welcome to Riverdale. Good Lord, good Lord, good Lord, good Lord. Welcome back to me. Uh, A day late and a dollar short, or two days late and two dollars short. Whatever you want to call it, but I am back with a very delayed installment of welcome to riverdale carefree black nerds very own review show reviewing the hijinks shenanigans and all the bullshit going on in riverville <laughs> riverdale um this episode might be a little short uh trying to play catch up everyone who has tuned in know what's been going on with me i'm back in full effect all that out the way Welcome to Riverdale, Episode 9, The Grand Illusion. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Um, last episode, Episode 8, was pretty boring. It was entertaining, and it was a nice little payoff, but overall it was slow and it was boring. This episode, they kicked it up a notch. Um... Let's see, it's pretty much all about the blossoms. Uh, blossom this, blossom that from beginning to end. I will say throughout this entire episode, uh, it's now winter in Riverdale. And there's very warm colors, very rich reds and browns and pinks. Um, that was like the running theme. And there were like 10 times more redheads in Riverdale uh, with the visiting blossoms from wherever. They did not say who the Blossoms, like where they were from. Um, Overall, I took very detailed notes. I don't know if you can hear them, but I'm going to shorten all that to say this shit was very dramatic. Um, We start off with uh, Cheryl um, shading them. Pretty much everybody shaded Cheryl. She's always been looked at as this second-class citizen in Riverdale and in her own family like from day one like the ghost of Jason Blossom <coughs> excuse me gets more respect than Cheryl does which is so odd because they're twins now it lends itself to the whole patriarchy and men being privileged over women with more money um, their opinion being valued more blah 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 whatever but these are twins like you were literally born Together, sharing a womb for 9-10 months and your own family does not respect you um, that was like the running theme throughout this particular episode and it was very gut-wrenching um, me, I am a fan of the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer, the books and the movies and this episode of Riverdale very much felt like a spinoff of twilight it was very much the vampires coming into town and i don't know trying to solve a problem together a bunch of pale white people with red and blonde hair sitting around making botox filled faces at each other and (laughs) looking crazy as all get out um like i said the running theme throughout this episode second to Cheryl getting shitted on was red, red, everything bright, red, everything, um, running through the different storylines. The main one was Cheryl being the successor. Now that Jason is gone because Riverdale was built on the maple industry and the, I don't know, Kings and Queens of the maple industry have always been the blossoms. With that being said, um, Jason was primed to be the next in line, the successor of the Blossom Maple Kingdom, (laughs) whatever, this is odd, so um, there's this little ceremony which is, I wrote it down, the Maple Tapping Ceremony where you dig a little, I don't know, silver shit into a tree and hit on it and make maple syrup, I don't know, whatever cheryl invites archie archie's like oh well you know i have a girlfriend which was news to me not really but yes it was because we knew that valerie and archie were spending time together but not once did i see confirmation like, this is my girlfriend Valerie, this is my boyfriend Archibald. I never got that. Um, I know in comics there's a lot of things that can happen off-panel, there's a lot of things that can happen off-screen, but that seemed like that was something significant and that kind of pissed me off because, one, Josie and the Pussycats are like the blackest characters on this show. We don't see them much. And you have Archie dating one of them and something as major as them getting together was brushed under the rug when this motherfucker was going after or Betty was going after him and Veronica was going after him and blah, blah it was this big weird love triangle they had no problems highlighting and spotlighting this dramatic ass love triangle but when it comes down to him and a black woman and I'm going to make it about race because we don't see black people on this show for as progressive as it is and as interesting as the story is I'm not seeing these black faces who are in the comics and the Archie Universe very prominent persons, people, women. Josie and the Pussycats have had their own little spin-off show. Um, Me being a kid growing up watching cartoons, Josie and the Pussycats, I always watched that in addition to like Scooby-Doo and whatever else. I didn't watch Archie. I've seen the cartoon, but I didn't watch it like I watched Josie and the Pussycats. So my rant ends with, why in the fuck something as significant as them becoming boyfriend and girlfriend and actually saying, well, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? Whatever. Why wasn't that put on screen? Fast forward halfway through the episode, there's another issue I have, uh, another scene I had an issue with, which is Cheryl exerting her dominance or trying to make Valerie feel as if she was losing Archie that scene was glossed right the fuck over and it seemed like a jump in editing when I saw it so put a pin in that right there I'm going to take a couple steps back because I'm going to address that later on Um, aside from the total disregard of black women and black people in this damn episode and the show in general um, this was a really interesting episode I liked that Cheryl being the I don't know dumb redhead i guess is what we'll classify her as um did a lot of manipulating things on her own but we also brought her family um her mother and father into it like full force there was no oh this could potentially maybe this is the blossoms maybe this is this maybe this is that um as a b plot betty is still trying to get in touch with polly she's calling and emailing her polly's like girl i'm where i want to be screw you Um, so she's not returning her calls she's not returning her emails of course she's pregnant with twins now that's been confirmed everybody is excited for that there is a point where a C plot I think this is where Ethel Muggs comes back um, on screen and she gives this very dark almost depressing poem or spoken word piece in class Um, Veronica Kind of Connects with it And To me I thought it was going to be like abuse Like maybe her father or mother were like Beating her at home but it turned out to be You know just them arguing With each other and you know Potentially having a divorce and whatever else But it was very dark And I was like okay Riverdale is going To go there They didn't I'm happy about it because, again, this is a grittier version of Archie, but, like, being physically beat up by your parents, I was expecting that, and I'm so glad they didn't go that route. Because, we don't need that. Not my Archie. Um, I will say, Archie is still a fuckboy, and I do not need to see him again. Like, we can write him out of the show altogether and just finish up with the next, what, four episodes. Archie Free. Um, thankfully, this episode, he was not shirtless. Um, yeah. So, we get, um... Veronica inviting Ethel to her house And having dinner And Ethel talking about Oh my parents are going through this, that, and the third blah, blah whatever." And uh, Hermione Which is a funny thing that happens on this show Like I said before We're watching two different shows The show with the adults The show with the children And they cross over in scenes here and there The kids will talk to each other Have fun Go through drama Be angsty But as soon as an adult enters the scene it's always them recognizing the kid by their first name or last name. And then it becomes this whole, oh, you're so and so's kid? And it's like, true enough, this is fiction and these are actors, but th- no one is ever like, oh, the Ethel girl looks kind of familiar. Oh, she looks like so and so from high school. And it's like, oh, you're a Mugs kid? That turns out that, um,. Ethel Mugg's dad worked for Hiram or had some dealings with Hiram and now their family's going through it so all the drama that Ethel is experiencing that she has no control over is stress that her parents are going through because Hiram has fucked them over. Now, I'm still kind of confused as to what the hell Hiram did. Did he, like, embezzle some money, steal some money out the pockets of people who work for him? Maybe it was explicitly said in the first couple episodes and I just went over my head but I do not know what he did I mean he lied and stole something but I don't get what he did and how it keeps affecting every single person on this damn show so if someone knows please tweet me carefreeblurred email me carefreeblacknerd at com. help me out if it's right there in my face type in all caps you big dummy <laughs> or something because I don't I get that he's the bad guy but I don't get why everybody is so upset with him we keep getting these new people that enter the show six and seven scenes after the start and now they're mad at him. I I don't get it. Um what else? What else? What else? Um Penelope asked Archie, you know, to come on and take Cheryl to this little event or whatever. And the more I watched the show, the more it was kind of predictable, but it wasn't in a way that made it less enjoyable. I kinda got this feeling from a few episodes, really from the first episode, um, or second, but that the blossoms started to groom Archie to be a replacement for Jason. And we saw that when um Cheryl, of course, ran off the stage crying at the pep rally or whatever because Archie was running and she envisioned Jason. Um fast forward to Jason's memorial, same thing happened when he presented Jason's Jersey to Penelope she kind of got into a trance and envisioned her son and it's like I get it they're both tall white redheads I guess that's I don't know they look nothing alike to me um anyone can use the argument that all people of one particular race look alike or they're similar or whatever you no know, however big it is, that statement might be in the context of this show even though these are actors, and we get that they do not look alike. These guys look very different. Jason is very pale, he's very thin. He's I wanna say he's taller than Archie. But again, accepting everything as truth in this world when you go through a traumatic event or you have grief, the littlest things can you can connect the dots on things that don't even really matter. Like them being just two tall, white, red haired men. Um what else? Uh, another thing I saw coming from a mile away is, spoiler alert, at the very end of the episode, Valerie dumps Archie. And I stood up, and I applauded, and I clapped. I opened a bottle of champagne. I drank all that. Um, I took myself to get a manicure and pedicure to celebrate. Had a spa day because he was not worth it. He was not worth her. And like she said, you... Have done nothing but ignore me since we've gotten together. You've blown me off. I, I have to imagine that that stuff happened off camera, because I saw them, like, I don't know, going on a date or something, but it makes sense with his character. Like, yes, Valerie was kind enough to allow you, not allow you because she doesn't own him, but give you her blessing with going off with um Cheryl to her little event being her chaperone, and she did it like once or twice but once Cheryl came to Valerie and tried to convince Valerie that me and Archie are getting close he's not going to be your man anymore really before that but once that happened nigga that shit should have been shut the fuck down there's no way I'm doing you a favor but you turn around and go to my partner who you know I'm with who is kind enough to Give me their blessing and being your chaperone or being your date. You're going to this motherfucker and say it. Oh, we're we're getting close. He's not going to be yours, you know, much longer. Oh, see, and this is why I say Archie is a fuckboy. And there's nothing else for me to say about this episode past that because Archie is trash. Um, Going back to that scene, I'm pissed because this has been a great episode. We see, um, let me see, we see, okay, the maple tapping ceremony. Um Ethel in Virginia Veronica, excuse me. So Valerie and Cheryl. Now Cheryl we see them meet up in the student lounge and Cheryl goes over and she says some hey Valerie or something and sits down next to her. And then the screen hard cuts to another scene which is um I believe Valerie and Archie arguing about it saying like oh well you know Cheryl saying that you know she's gonna take you from me blah or whatever why was that that clearly there was more of a scene there and it was cut and I'm just like there's not a lot of black people on this show why is Valerie's scene cut Valerie is a beautiful young woman. regardless looks don't matter she could be ugly It does, it's all subjective the fact is this is a black woman who's on this show she has a role that Usually, her and her bandmates are a bigger deal in this universe. Yes, this is a new take on the Archieverse and the characters, but goddamn, we hardly seen her. Then, when we saw her in the last episode, I think it was the last one or the one before, at the baby shower, they were just like set pieces. Oh, these are my black friends. Like, they're just standing around. Like, ugh. It was so exhausting. Like, I was pausing the TV, like, okay, is there maybe did i miss something did i like i rewinded a little bit and watched it again and yes it was high value or whatever was it sit down hard cut to the next scene like come on this heart but i will say what we lost in valerie and Shirdo's exchange we gained at the end of the episode where valerie was valerie's just like whatever nigga these uh rich folks are buying you And you're taking it. And that's what I will say to Cheryl's point, because Cheryl is a favorite character of mine. Um, she said, um, after the father, Clifford, kind of propositioned Archie to be, at least have that facade that he is Cheryl's boyfriend so that the family who's coming to take the spot that Jason lost by being murdered, um could stand in place of jason and be that kind of i don't know uh, figurehead so that he could help cheryl make decisions all that bullshit decide. cheryl said look what did my dad say to you he explained it and she kissed him and he pulled away and she's like you know you're no better than everyone else you say you're here for me but you're really here for my parents the things that they're giving you for you escorting me to these events and being this figurehead, you're no better than the other people in this town, which is true. It's like, you we keep dressing Archie up as this um, tortured musical victim of just angsty teenage rep. No, he is trash. He does garbage shit. He makes bullshit decisions. And he's been doing this since before the first episode, if we're going chronologically with, like, the story Um, he's trash and Cheryl was right like motherfucker, you didn't came this far don't act as if I'm weird or I'm odd or it's out of character for me to kiss you and to come on to you and to try to keep this facade going because you're here because you're being paid and that was Valerie's issue she told him like look motherfucker do you want to get paid like are they buying you don't you want to earn your position into these musical academies or whatever And his response to her is, (sighs) blindly with his, I don't know, privilege raining all down on him is, the Blossoms are just helping me out. They're not buying me. What would you do if you had this opportunity? And Valerie said, the fact that you have to ask me that proves you don't know me. Nigga, she does not need that. It would be great, whatever this musical academy summer program shit is. But she has a whole goddamn band behind her where they've had hits they have exposure but like like Josephine said however many episodes ago we have to claw our way into rooms that you can just walk in and out of and that right there people is what we should take from this episode Archie is trash has always been trash will never be anything but trash and he does not deserve Valerie he does not deserve Veronica and he does not deserve Betty he deserves to be alone Cause he ain't doing shit. He's not benefiting anyone. All he's doing is taking up space. Get the fuck out of here. This show is Riverdale. It's not Archie. Give me more of everyone but him. Um, I know it seems like I have a vendetta against him, and I probably do. Fuck Archie. Um, team, no Archie. <laughs> um, so all in all, where we're at at this point is Valerie is done with Archie. Good for her. Polly, um which is significant, but I really don't care. She is kind of the inside man for, um, her family. She did not choose the Blossoms of her family. She just is convinced that the Blossoms killed Jason and she's doing her own little sting. The more and more I watch this, I hate to say this, but I do not have the same excitement I had from the first episode. It's starting to become very boring to me, um... And I don't know if it's because the things I'm dealing with in my personal life kind of spilling over, or if it's just. It's really just not a good show. So I'm going to, of course, ride this out to the very end, but I'm thinking, like, this shit like Cloak and Dagger about to come out. Um, we got The Defenders coming up. We got Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, um, Wonder Woman, even. Like, there are more things coming out that I'm more interested in than this. But, um, I'm going to stick it out, cause, I mean, I'm, I am enjoying the show, it's just, oh, I need more Josie in the Pussycats, and I need better cliffhangers, cause, uh, at the end we find out that, just like Archie found out at the Blossom, like, winter solstice meeting or whatever, that they are the reason that Hiram is in jail. Which gives Hiram motive to split up their family and puts him on the list of people who could have possibly killed Jason. Um, which he's been on my list from, I don't know, way back when, like episode 3 or something. Um, so we end it at that. Uh, I, 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 as in true Welcome to Riverdale Fashion... We will go for, um, favorite character. Favorite character of this episode is probably Cheryl, if I'm to be quite honest. Um, she's the underdog. She is the mean girl and the underdog all at once. Like, accepting this show as reality, she is the one who has this horribly traumatic, like, home life. Um and not just home life like in your immediate family but your extended family no one thinks you're capable you've lost your rib your your twin who you've spent your entire life with your parents hate you like no one thinks you're smart like it's she's dealing with a lot so and i think she's very good at her manipulation like with her it it is very annoying at times and it's very um like uh, kind of predatory and very um, kind of makes you uncomfortable but she has these one liners like the scene where um, Betty was like well can you give this message to Polly but call her mom we miss her blah blah whatever and <laughs> she said sure I'll tell her if I remember and she'll get it like oh Polly don't Polly Cheryl, uh, sure, don't be like then she's like <laughs> she said cool it hobo it was just a joke and it's like she has these one-liners that just kill it. And she had a few of this episode. I really enjoyed those. Wrote a few of them down, but ugh, whatever. Um, so, I'll, I'll probably... Yeah, I'll say Cheryl is my favorite of this this particular episode. My favorite scene... Mm, favorite scene... Oh, the last one where... um, Well, the second to last. Where Valerie broke up with Archie. Like period hands down that'll be my favorite scene in any media of 2017 period when we go to the end of the year and people want to pull out the best of of 2017 valerie breaking up casually walking with these two big braids in the snow across the street being stopped by archie pulling out her headphones letting him know i'm done with you here are the reasons why a b and c deal with it, put the headphone back in, and walk off screen. That will be my favorite scene this whole year. Um, As far as who killed Jason, ew, uh, I'll say Hiram. No, I'll put the Blossoms, like that whole family, at number one. Or someone in the family, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll put Blossoms, like the umbrella as Blossoms, but extending that to the extended family because to see the way that they swarmed into Riverdale with Jason being dead it's like it seems like Maple is very serious to them it's generating a lot of income and these people would like to have the top spot so I wouldn't put killing a family member past them so I'll say Blossom's number one Hiram as number two just because all the shit that he's dealing with with the two of them and then I'll put Hal at number three, Hal Cooper. Cause I feel like Hal has such a vendetta against the Blossoms, and Hiram seems to have his hand in every single thing that's going on in the town. So perhaps Hal did actually kill Jason to get some heat off of him and to start a war or something. And fourth, mm, uh, I don't know. I don't think I have a fourth. Um, hmm. I'll still say Jughead's dad. Um, and, oh, this is one thing, one important thing that I left out of this episode, which really pissed me the fuck off, and I mean this to no end. The only other family of color is the Lodges. It is Hermione and Veronica. They're new here, well, back here. From episode, I don't know, one or two, maybe, maybe three, I don't know, we get the impression that Hiram has his hands in a few different things, going on in riverdale i find it so funny (laughs) i think it's just funny when uh, um how it seems like all the bad shit that's happening in this town comes back to hiram which in turn comes back to hermione now it could just be great writing this is how they envisioned the show but i'm thinking this new family of color that has come into town how not, No matter how light they are, still family of color. Has come into this town, and Veronica has existed independent of all the bullshit. Of course, her dad is a criminal. Everybody knows it, and she's judged for it, and then they love her. She's lovable. But how in the hell does it come back that Ethel has lost money, um, her family's lost money, and her dad com- tries to commit suicide? Um, Fred is getting his... He got his um his workers bought out from him um, and then you have people beating up teenagers. Then you have um, Alice. I don't know. Some type of shit with Alice. But then you have the Serpents and the drama that's going on there. Like They've successfully made this woman of color the villain in like every storyline that has gone on so far. I will say it's an impressive move because it does logically seem to fit in the continuity of the story but i'm like god i don't know maybe i'm just rambling but that (sighs) fred is upset when she confesses that okay you're working for the lodges and i'm just trying to make us seem more legitimate and he goes off on her and it's just like oh god fred I, i don't know i'm going to end this episode here um welcome to riverdale favorite character um, Cheryl with um, Valerie as a alternate uh, who killed Jason anyone in the Blossom family Hiram Hal and then um, Jughead's dad my favorite scene is the epic Valerie breakup with Archie with all that being said stay in your winter coat stay out of the Blossoms favor and uh, never go to Riverdale This has been the latest installment of Welcome to Riverdale.